Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 485th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am here as your host, Trainer Thatch, with my wonderful co-host today. We've got the wonderful, as always, fluffiest whimsicott. Why, thank you, Thatch. Hi, everyone. And we've also got the uh, the pretty average P. McGee. Hello. That's hey. that's a misnomer. We like P. McGee. We do. I went for an average hello. <laughs> He's also very tired because it's early in his in his land. Very early. It's early in his land. So <laughs> welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. We talk everything here, Pokemon, from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I'm having a really good time with life because it's warm outside again. Some days. Mm. Not today. Well. But some days. <laughs> I pulled my shorts out of the closet. I uh, I went for my morning run on my treadmill. <laughs> 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 I didn't I didn't run outside. I'm waiting to run outside. I'm, I want to. I just don't want to do it when it's 30 degrees out in the morning. Yeah, I know. I really like running in the morning. It's really nice. Particularly Saturday morning when I'm just like, okay, I don't need to run to like, I don't need to like be done at a certain time to be able to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice because then I can go for like a longer run because I typically run like five-ish miles on Saturday and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, yeah, I, I've been getting my distance up, man. I've been working on it. I want to try to get in shape so like I can just bust out a 10K, you know? Good job. So like when somebody's just like, hey, there's a 10K coming up, we should sign up. And I go, that's a terrible wow. decision. And then I do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but then you finish it and you're really yeah. satisfied with yourself. Uh, <laughs> I like the energy of runs. Like if you go to like a good run, like the energy is mm-hmm. really good. Like it's different than going like if I were to go run like a 10K outside by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because you always, there's always like people on the street and I don't know who these people are or why they're doing it. Um, but they're always there to like watch you do it. And there's always like a band on a corner in the middle of a downtown area while you're running or something. And <laughs> oh, like uh. the energy is just completely different. And like, uh, I remember one 10 K I did where I was, uh, the, oh, the only 10 K I ever did. And I, I was running it and I wasn't like super in shape for it. I probably could have run like a really good three, five K that day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but 10 K was not in my wheelhouse that day. Uh, but I remember I got to like mile uh, like four or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you at home, 10Ks are 6.2-ish miles. 
Mm-hmm. And I got to mile four, and some guy's just like he, over halfway there, and he's got like a bottle of champagne. He's just like passing out to the runners. This is pre-COVID, um, <laughs> and <laughs> this is pre-COVID. So he's just got like a bottle of open champagne. So like I ran up and I drank from the bottle and I kept running. <laughs> you know? Wow, the energy, the energy is amazing. I I love the energy of like those in-person runs. The one I really liked doing was this uh, four miler that we did for Thanksgiving back when we st- still lived in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this four miler on Thanksgiving Day, and you go, you run four miles, and at the end of the run, they give you a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah, which is perfectly wonderful. It's Thanksgiving, like I feel like garbage drinking wine after a run. That feels terrible. Well, you don't do it at ten a.m. like when you're done with the run. You you wait until later in the day after you've showered. <laughs> yeah, okay. otherwise okay. it's like dehydration town. <laughs> I thought that was part of the challenge. Finish the run and drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, no. It's not a challenge. It's like a prize. <laughs> like a prize. That makes more sense. Oh, my goodness. You get your medal and you get your you get your bottle of wine, you know? Wow. It's all, I mean, I'm, I'm not like a huge wine drinker. My wine, my wife is, my wine is, uh, my wife is more <laughs> of a wine drinker than I am. But I, I, I particularly enjoy rosés and like semi-dry whites. Mm. There we go. More you know about Thatch. I've delved into my personal life pretty deep here today. Uh, this is this is definitely a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Ruckle, the running underground champions league. I know. I talked about it last week, too, which makes yeah. me feel a little bad. What makes <laughs> me feel even fine. worse is people people looked into that, uh, like the events I do I did, where like yeah. I ran up Mount Fuji. People looked into that after the podcast last week. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I have seen the Facebook ads for that. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of Facebook ads, and that's how I found it. Yeah. Uh, I only do, I looked into a lot of them, and I only one of the one that I'm using is the only one I like. And um, it's called like Conqueror or whatever compared to the other mm-hmm. ones because the other ones all have like shorter races. Like I think most of them max out at like 60 miles or something like that. Mm hmm. Uh, which is like, oh, you're paying 30 bucks to go run 60 miles. And for me, I can run 60 miles in like a, two and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that's nothing. So the other one, um, the Conqueror one, like, they have races that go, like, 180, 200 miles. Oh, wow. And so that lasts me, you know, a couple months. So I can get 30 bucks. Yeah. I can get a couple months out of 30 bucks. Yeah, it's more of your money's worth. Yeah, I, I would absolutely recommend that. Also, they always have discount codes. So never pay full price. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Never pay full price. <laughs> Okay. You know, I, I have this policy that if I see something in a Facebook ad, I immediately think, oh, it's in my BS cam. <laughs> uh, so I thought so too until like I, I, so I saw it in the ad. I didn't like click on the ad and like bought it from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I clicked on the ad, saw what it was. Then I went to Google and I looked up to like see if other people That's had done it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and saw if other people had done it. And because I, I, I'm just like you, I'm just like, oh, that could be a scam. And I'm just like, let's make sure that this is a legit thing and not we just paid Facebook a bunch of money to like get somebody to give me $30 to run an, uh, to run an imaginary <laughs> race on an app. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I mean, it's still, that's still what it is, by the way. It's nothing yeah. special. <laughs> they do send you a pretty cool medal when you're done. Uh, I did get my medal. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's pretty cool. I posted on Discord. Oh, cool. It's definitely not thirty dollars, but it's uh, it was definitely I don't know, like the motivation I got from it compared to like other running races, mm-hmm. v- compared to other things I've used to help me try to run in the past, it was very good. I mean that that's that's what you're paying for, like the concept. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm paying for the con- I'm paying for the motivation for the most part. Mm-mm. You know, that, that, I'm just I'm, I just like I have a reason to run. Yeah. yeah, I have a reason that I need to go this many miles today because then I can log that many more miles on my race. And that's kind of the whole the whole idea for at least for me is like run X mm-hmm. number of miles. That's fine. But yeah, how about you guys? We've talked a lot about Thatch and I don't want to be conceited. I want to share the spotlight. <laughs> Anything interesting going on with you guys? Yeah. So to go like breaking the fourth wall a tiny bit, I was a few minutes late to the recording of this show because I was several minutes late to my UTC battle with Liger. <laughs> Sorry again, Liger. Uh, my brain is stupid. And I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I won. Oh, man. I have mine after the show today with Ho- with Hobie. Ooh, good luck. I don't know how it's going to go. I Honestly, I'm surprised I made it this far. He stomped me in Swiss rounds. So good luck. He stomped yeah, me. I- I'm just surprised I made it this far. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, same. Honestly, I entered thinking, well, it's the UUTC. I Yes. I need to enter the UUTC. Yes, like, that was 100% my thought. For me. <laughs> 100%. Like I made I actually made the team like bred the Pokémon. I brought one over from a previous generation because I oh, needed wow. a certain ability and stuff. I used up all of my battle points to get PP ups, everything. But the team is not exactly great. It's it's a bit too meta, not enough anti-meta. And Liger actually has pretty much the exact same team, except <laughs> uh, the two Pokemon that don't match gave him a huge advantage, in my opinion. Because, um, well, the teams are out, so I can say it. Uh, I have Zacian, Rillaboom, Cinderace and Lapras in common with Liger, but then he has Landorusarian and Nihiligo, and I have Zapdos, so my rock weakness is even worse. Oof. Oof. But but my sixth Pokemon is Ditto, and that's what <laughs> saved me today. Ooh, little Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. Oh, Ditto. That's a good time. That was that was a. Like, it was really intense, a ton of fun. I still cannot believe I pulled it off. Like, I don't know how I did that, mm-hmm. but I did, and good game to Liger. It was a really great match. Yeah, what about you, Mickey? Anything interesting, new, fun? You know, it's basically the same thing. I got my match with Wreck-It Mike later today. Uh, we faced off in the Fall League Championship Finals, so we're immediately rematching again in playoffs, so that's exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. So I'm sure he's out for vengeance after Fall League. <laughs> and then that's that's basically it. I mean, I got some Draft League stuff. got to play some matches with that. We we roped Thatch into that to finish out the season. So that'll be fun to see play out. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, Mark left yeah. me with absolute garbage. Yeah, I'm calling Mark out. I'm calling him out. I don't think it's garbage. It's okay. Okay. I will say like I will say like the Pukamuku Corviknight part. Very good. I I will say that the other parts of it. Not so good. There are some pieces. Yeah, there are some things to be desired. But Pukamuk is a blast. I'm doing an Uber. No, no, it's fun. I'm saying it's fun. And he's leading my team. I'm just saying, like, let's talk about things that will help me win. And they're (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the way the way I put that the way that it was drafted is you have to do damage to end up winning Pokemon. And I don't know that Mark understood it. I love Mark. You have to, but you have to hurt the other po- the other pe- person's Pokemon to win the game. And you have a Pukumuku. 
Yeah, it's it's a very defensive team. It's a very stally team. Seth would be proud. Um, Seth yeah. would be proud. Sort of offense would not be proud. No, absolutely not. It is a very stally team. I I can make it work. I made some adjustments. I'm hoping it, the adjustments do me well, and I think they will. Uh, right before you took over the team, Mark did set the record for the longest ever PDL match at like a I believe that fifteen turns, two hundred nineteen turns. I think what it was. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> oh my god, I believe it was brutal. I expect oh, more no. of that from you because that's how the team plays. That's how the team plays, one thousand percent. Yeah. No, this week the only thing I I didn't win this week, um, but I didn't. I also didn't have my changes. Yeah. And it was a very bad matchup roster wise. Oh yeah. It was a very bad matchup, but I did. I only lost 2-0, so that, I felt and good about that. And you did toxic stall a Celestila, and I did toxic to stall a Celestila, which was. I mean, that was the only thing I wanted from that match. <laughs> that was the wow. only thing I wanted. Yeah, um, yeah. You have to. Uh, you have to run a lot of so shenanigans. So puku and so toxic. Turns, well, so it turns out that puku muku is a uh, lower tier um, budget trapper mm-hmm. because he gets the move block. Yeah. And so nobody ever uses that move ever because block. Why would you use it? Um, you just use yeah. arena trap or something. And so uh, it, it's just arena trap the move. Yeah. A small little tidbit about block that not everybody understands about the interaction is that block does hit through protect. Yep. Oh. And so when he had the Celesteela in, the goal was just get Pukumuku in. And if he stayed in to like protect a scout or leech seed or something, Pukumuku would just hit block. And Celestilo is done. You just click Soak, and then you click Toxic, and then that's game. Yeah. Like C- Celestilo wow. cannot kill Pukumuku. It's literally impossible. Wow. I think max damage that it could have done was with the Air Slash, which would have been 35% max, but that's before Soak. Wow. Because Soak just kills your stab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it makes Soak wonderful. and That's amazing. Yeah. It was fun it was to really, watch. Mm-hmm. That was all I hoped for. That was all I wanted out of that match. I could have lost as long as I got to do that. As soon as I got to do that, I'm like, I can lose happy now. I, I'm perfectly happy. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way today. Like I got game one and I thought, well, there's no way I can do that again. But at least I can say I got game one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I felt. I'm like, you know what? I got what I wanted done. I'm happy with it. So, uh, yeah, this is a good place to stop. We're going to kick it on over now to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And welcome to the news. The news has a few things in it, and that's it, because it's just a few things, because welcome to... Uh, spring, where Pokemon news is light and nothing interesting happens. The next big thing, I think, is Pokemon Snap comes out. We might get a trailer, yeah. maybe like one new trailer before it drops. Maybe. Like that. It's a, that's a big maybe. Yeah, maybe to remind people that it's coming out. It's a big maybe. I, I'm surprised the hype train for that's still not like choo-choo, man. Uh, but that's that's a different story for another day. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we talked about this last week. Uh, we did. We did. Yeah. TPCI is hosting another Pokemon Team Challenge competition where your local game store can put out a team for a TCG online competition. Uh, Registration begins March 26th and qualifiers begin April 3rd. Bracket matches will begin in late June. I, I like Seth's clarification on this is that you don't actually have to be at the local game store to do it. Yeah, oh. that makes sense. 
That's the clarification, because other than that, it feels real bad if you don't make that clarification. So you just yeah. go like to the game store's website, select a location, and yeah, join their team. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, yeah, I, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it That sounds much better than being like, aha, we must all gather around a laptop within three inches of each other <laughs> to yeah. play a Pokemon TCG. GameStop. Yeah. yeah. No, not a GameStop. We're talking local game store, okay? Last week I was listening and I was like, are they insane? What is going on? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, it's not a good idea uh, to go to the game stores and everything. I did go to mm. I did go to a local game store last week, but that was for D&D mm. stuff. Ah, oh, that's fair. Because I found like this 3D printable printer printable model for Strahd, who's a vampire in D&D for those mm-hmm. of you uninitiated. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried printing it and then painting it and it was kind of a pain in the butt and they just sell like a box of like figures for that campaign. <laughs> oh, well then. So I just bought the box of figures, <laughs> and I yeah. called it good enough. I I called it good enough, and then uh, then we don't need to worry about it. So it, that that's something to keep an eye out. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's, I did go. It wasn't too bad. I picked up some dice because I I you can never have too much dice. Uh, yeah, that's good. I agree. <laughs> you can never have. Uh, I did get I did get for my birthday recently some cool ones made out of tiger's eye. Ooh. Yeah, they're better in person than they are online. Like, I thought gemstone dice or, or semi-precious stone dice were going to be, like, mm-hmm. just, like, a waste of money. But it, they, they're actually way better in person. They, they're way better in person. As long as you're, like, rolling them on a mat so they yep. don't chip. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really the only good. way to roll it. That's the only way to roll yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that table. It'll be fine. Uh, all right. Let's yeah, move exactly. on, though. Let's move on to Ash's Farfetched. Oh, God. Okay. This is the kind of news week we're having. We are telling you that in the anime, Ash's Farfetch'd has evolved into a Surfetch'd, which actually makes his entire team, Bar Pikachu, fully evolved. This is the kind of news week we're having. He caught most of the stuff fully, fully evolved. evolved. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he caught most of the stuff. I think he just evolved yeah. his Riolu and his Farfetch'd, and that's it. That's all he's evolved. Yeah. yeah because he caught, uh, what does he have? He's got, he's got Pikachu, he's got Gengar, he's got Dragonite. He's got Lucario, Lucario, Surfesh now, and then what's the sixth one? Uh oh. Um, there's Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime. No, he, there's a seventh one too. Oh no, he's got. Dra- oh no, he got Dracovish. Dracovish. That's yeah. Right. He's got a pretty cool team. Yeah, his team's really interesting this time around. I like that they're trying to focus him on like the battling aspect a lot versus the you gotta catch them all aspect. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I, I really like it. Um, in terms of that, I haven't caught up on that on the newest batch. I really need to. I'm so far behind. I'm trying to save it because we want to do a well. By we, it's the Royal Thatch. We um, wants to do a uh, wants to do a uh, a uh, podcast for Patreon where we like do riff tracks of the episodes, mm-hmm. and then like after every few of them, we do like one big like or big in quotes. We do a large. We do like a podcast where we sit down for twenty forty minutes and talk about the show. Mm-hmm. That's coming to Patreon at some point. Um, it's on my it's on my to do list. Right after the YouTube, which is happening, by the way. It's coming back. We're coming back. We'll talk about that content. later. Yeah. Pokemon Go news. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Kimiki, tell us all about this. Yeah. So there's been this ongoing thing where they do a week of some kind of special event stuff um, going on. Uh, Forever. Like upcoming next week is Weather Week, which is going to run March 24th through the 29th. Uh, so it's going to be increase in Pokemon pertaining to rainy and wind conditions. Notably, it introduces shiny, rainy form cast form. 
you know, various one and three star raids with the windy Pokemon. Tynamo is still one of those things you can get. So Tynamo is kind of hanging around in the game now. So go catch your Tynamos. Otherwise, it's just a lot of uh, various water type Pokemon like Vaporeon or Ducklet, things you've probably gotten a hundred of already. And Not then there'll me. be some special timed research for the event. Oh, I should play. I haven't played in forever. I, I don't like playing I in the winter. I don't like playing in the winter at all. It's just because I want to walk to play Pokemon Go. Yeah. I keep uh, my, my thing tracks my walking. So I get my I get 5k every week easily for my phone, which gives me 20 Absolutely. Pokeballs every week, which means I keep having no item inventory, which means I can't yep. spin. So I get no eggs. And without yep. any eggs, like, what are you doing? You can't get the cool stuff because you can't play the gotcha yeah. version. I mean, you can't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful time. Uh, <laughs> but in case you are not the kind of person who wants to discourage other people from playing mobile games, uh, there's a referral system uh, that is being tested out right now in Australia, Hayagay Liger, that allows for players to give codes to new players, which... You were right, doesn't make a lot of sense. Or two players that have been inactive for at least 90 days, which is, I, re- I think, the real target of this initiative. Hey, Liger, if you can send me one of those codes, we can do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this gives both people tasks to complete. And after three days, uh, they get rewards and they can include things like rare candies, mega energy and stuff like that. Megas are dumb. Uh, Megas, yeah. Megas and Pokemon Go are dumb. I have not Mega evolved a single Pokemon in Pokemon Go. I like, just, let's yeah. talk about the real travesty of like the those videos that came out last June, where everybody got really upset about the whole Pokemon Unite thing. And yeah. it, the real travesty is they they like flashed the Mega Evolution symbol, and the Pokemon community instantly all exploded, and then all instantly got disappointed when it was followed by Pokemon Go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was that's the real travesty of last summer. I I don't yeah. I don't care what Pokemon Unite's gonna be fun. I'm excited for that. I'll play it for a week. I will play it probably for more than a week. I'll play it for a week while everyone's playing and then the the tryhards are really gonna rise up and then I'm not gonna be so Ooh. good anymore and I'll walk away. You know what? You're right. The tryhards will show up. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I will not play it. I think we'll get Mimi enough if I play with Shamu that it'll be mm. okay. That I'll feel like we're still having fun. All right. So I that's like really it for Pokemon news. There is some Puckle news. First of all, if you haven't seen already, um, if you're involved in the P- Puckle community, our Prepare for Trouble tournament uh, signups are now open. You can sign up for the, the PFTT, as we call it, because acronyms are cool. Yeah. <laughs> you can come and sign up for it over on our Discord server. Uh, the other thing that's really cool about this one is we're bringing back door prizes for this. And by door prizes, I mean door prize. So if you complete all of your matches in Swiss, so that's five matches, you will get entered into a drawing for a copy of New Pokemon Snap. Oh. So that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, So you can get a free copy of New Pokemon Snap as long as you play all of your matches. Cool. Real easy. You can go 0 and 5 and still win New Pokemon Snap. And still be the winner, really. Yeah, and still be the yeah. winner in your heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> come out ahead. But literally, it's a participation trophy. Yeah. You'll especially be the winner in our hearts if you use a really stupid team to lose all your matches. Oh, I've got some fun stuff planned. Me too. The rule set is just VGC, uh, I believe, Season 9? I don't remember. No, it's Season 8 again. It's Season 8 again. Yep, we're playing Season 8. So you get to do the Legends. uh, So it's going to be fun. 
Yeah, yeah. So no. definitely, definitely, uh, it's fun. I I think it's more fun <laughs> than the other meta where it's just Cinderace Rillaboom. Yeah, it's like the stupid kind of fun yes. where like you can't really take it so seriously because of all these powerhouses going around, like Zacian and Zygarde and Jigglypuff. So Jigglypuff. I've had more fun in that meta than I had in any of the other previous legendary metas. Yeah. And I, I think it's because they only let you bring one. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think that is the balance that type of format needed. Yes. Instead of two, because two is just absolutely ridiculous. And that ends up just being like, those are the two you bring every single time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't like it. I like the one where it's just like every team has like this one like beefy powerhouse that you have to take down. Mm-mm. You can use a different teamy tweak, too. Uh, we don't lock you in. So have fun with that. Yep. Uh, the other thing is uh, YouTube. Um, we finished recording it yesterday. The first couple episodes of our new Soul Silver Puckle Plays Nuzlocke Ooh. is coming to uh, coming to YouTube soon. So keep an eye out for that. It's either going to be this week or next week. I don't know exactly when. We have to get the edit together. Once we get it edited, it will post it to YouTube and get it going. If you're on Patreon, you'll get it before everybody else. Is it Chikorita? Uh, no, it's not Chikorita. Thank God. Oh. So we got the so the patrons got to select everything. If you want to be involved in like selections for stuff like this, be a patron on Patreon. Um, they were nice to me. They gave me Totodile. Oh, how nice. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I would have given you Totodile too because I love you. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, they were they were nice to me. Odadile absolutely like lost, or Chikorita absolutely lost. Um, one thousand percent. It was like close. I picked. It was close to Cyndaquil. <laughs> it was close to Cyndaquil was close. It was something like three votes away from Totodile. Okay. Out of like there were like fifty votes, and then we also raffled off the well, not raffled off. Um, I asked them for suggestions for the rival's name because I like we can't do Bo twice, right? That's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like you guys tell me who the rival should be, and what ended up winning. Out of all of those, and I'm still confused by it, by the way, is Bezos. Oh. Oh, my. Yep, that's the rival's <laughs> name. I'm very confused. Do not know why, other than maybe Jeff, maybe he is Lex Luthor. I don't know. But it is, uh, sure, okay. <laughs> Our rival's name is Bezos. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the, uh, that's the setup for the Puckle Plays Soul Silver Nuzlocke. Check it out. It'll be on YouTube soonish. And come to the Twitch stream to watch the Platinum Nuzlocke. I do lots of Nuzlocke's now because people like watching those more than me doing other things. <laughs> you get to participate a little more as an audience member because you get to raffle off the naming. Yeah, I think the participation for the for the Nuzlocke on Twitch is really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. It gets people talking. Uh, all right. So on that note, that's going to be it for the news this week. A little, little bit of a short news segment this week, but we'll have a we'll have some fun talking later. But we're going to kick it on over then to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you to Mark for that introduction. 
We are, of course, going to start with these questions. Whimsicott can win today if she gets, I believe, five points. Ooh. Uh, so P. McGee can be ahead of the crowd. I've done this two times already, so let's make it a third, where I start in the front and then <laughs> uh, taper off. You can be at the front of the crowd here, P. McGee. You can do whatever I'm you excited. want. Let's do uh, it. You guys could also flop. We don't know. I'm not going to be nice today. I'm just going to pick whatever questions I can. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's fair. All right. This question is from Spike. Which region's trio of starter Pokemon all belong to the Monster Egg Group? Monster Egg Ooh. Group questions? No. Okay. You wouldn't have liked the other option. Liger picked out the hard ones today, okay? Okay. Okay. This one's the easier of the two, believe it or not. <laughs> Okay, 12% chance. I know for sure that Bulbasaur is in the monster one. Probably Charmander too. I'm not, I don't think Squirtle is because there are 7 billion water ones. Yeah, there's like three water groups. There's a good chance Squirtle's not in I there. think what we need to find is the water starter that is in the monster egg group. I mean, Totodile seems like it could be. It could be. So I don't, I don't think it's Froakie. No, I don't think it's Piplup. I don't think it's Popplio. No. Because there's a fairy group as well. Oshawott is not a reptile. Hmm. And the monster egg group, so you might be in the field one, though. Hmm. And I don't think it's going to be Sopple either. M Mudkip, though. Mudkip I'm not sure about. I think our best options are Squirtle and Mudkip. Because I see Cyndaquil as being in the field, not the monster. That's fair. I think, honestly, mm, but Torchic. Mm. I mean, I could see Gen 1 just because it's Gen 1. Yeah, same. Otherwise, I don't really know. I mean, I vaguely think it could be Gen 2, but I, I take your point on Cyndaquil. But I'm not, I'm not confident in my answer, so I'd rather go with yours. Yeah, I kind of like Gen 1 because the egg groups for Gen 1 would have had to be applied retroactively in Gen 2, and they might have wanted them to be compatible with a lot of the other months. Yeah, I can buy into that. Kanto is your final answer? Let's do yeah. It. Kanto is correct. Yes. Uh, there are two other regions where all of the starters can be in one egg group. First one being Gen 5 and Unova. All of them are actually in the field A group. Same with Galar, mm -hmm. actually. All of those all of those starters are also in the field A group. That makes hmm. sense in both those cases. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. That is one for one. You wouldn't have liked the other question uh, whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know the answer to that one, and I would not be wow. able to answer it. So, all right. The next question is going to be from Polywo. What two evolutionary lines that are normally hit by Sandstorm can get the ability Sand Veil? Um, oh god. If you can just name one, I'll give you the point. <laughs> uh, doesn't Cacnea get Sand Veil? It might get it. Another one I can think of is Heliolisk. He gets all of the weather abilities. He has solar power. He has dry skin. Uh, yeah, Sand Veil. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right yeah. on that. Do you want to lock in Heliolisk? Yeah, let's do that. Heliolisk and Cacnea are both correct. Yes. Look at us. <laughs> Those are the answers. Uh, the ability does also grant them immunity to Standstorm damage as well. Uh, for yep. those wow. of you at home. Uh, but yes, it is uh, It is those two exactly. Cacnea is not a real Pokemon anymore, though, so it's fine. Yeah. Oh. It's fake. 
All right. So you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question. I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry. If you ride the struggle bus too hard, you get the second entry. Two points for the first entry, one point after the first entry, zero points when you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be from Coil Builder. It's X entry states. It makes fur balls that crackle with static electricity. It stores them like berries in tree holes. Who's that Pokemon? Ooh. To- Dene? The Dene came to mind immediately because it's a Pokemon X entry. It's obviously a Pikachu clone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, since it says tree holes, maybe Pachirisu? Because squirrels in trees? Oh, that's also possible. I feel like it's a Pika clone. It's just a matter of which. But I the tree comment makes sense. Yeah. I, I was just thinking stuff. Or does uh, Pachirisu have some kind of like stuffed cheeks ability or cheek pouch or something? Hmm. I don't know, actually. Because that was my only reason for Dedene, is because Dedene has, like, cheek pouch ability or something like that. Yeah. But then it it would store stuff in its cheeks, not store stuff in a tree. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll side with you on this. You were correct on the first question, so I'm, I'm going to ride mean, that I mean, you train. were correct on the second one, too. <laughs> 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 I, I like Pachirisu because of the tree thing. Pachirisu, then. I like it. Pachirizu is correct. Yes. <laughs> That's four for three. Um, the other entry we had was from Heart Gold. It's one of the kinds of Pokemon with electric electric cheek pouches. It shoots charges from its tail. Mm, yeah. All right. Your next one is your multiple choice question. You only get two points for this one mm-hmm. maximum. And I have one that has three answers. So I'll give you a point for each answer. You get one wrong guess and then we're, we're done. Okay. Cool. Uh, you do have to lock in every answer. And this one is going to be from Shark Finnegan. What three TMs can you receive from a poison type gym leader? Ooh. All right. Um, I feel like Toxic's a fake out almost. But I'm yeah, not sure. because uh, so the poison type gym leaders are Koga, Janine, Rock Girl from Gen 5. What's Roxanne. her name? I do- Roxanne, thank you. No, just Roxy. Roxanne's Roxy. the one from Gen uh, yeah, Why are there two? Right. Because localization. Roxanne's the name of a rock song. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, sorry. Uh, I will refrain from saying <laughs> So there are not 7 billion poison type moves that are also TMs. You don't get a poison move from Koga in Gen 1, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's not a poison move. I just can't remember what it is. Hmm. It's not minimized. It's something It's something like, it's a status move of some kind, but I don't think it was a poison move. I just can't remember okay. what it was called. We may need to use the hints because I don't think it's toxic for any of these. I mean, one of them could be Sludge Bomb for like Janine, but I'm not confident on that either. Yeah, I'm not confident Man, I don't either. even know what kind of hint to give you if you use the hint. Uh, let's find out. Okay. Uh, are you going to use the hint or no? Yeah, I, I think we're struggling. It? We okay. should. Okay, so I don't know how much this is going to help you. You got all the gym leaders, right? You got Koga, you got Janine, and you got Roxy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Janine is in two generations. Well, I guess Koga is several. Uh, but Janine's changes when in Gen 4, mm-hmm. obviously, back in Gen 4. It changes from its Gen 2 to Gen 4 use. TMs change. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the TM for that generation, and I'm going to give you the TM number. I don't know if that'll help you or not. It would help me with at least one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So in Gen 1 and 2, uh, Janine and Koga both give you the same move. And it is, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it is TM06 in Gen 1 and in Gen 2. Mm. 
Um, it's, it's the same TM throughout many generations until I believe generation eight. <laughs> yeah. It is TM84 in generation four um, that you could also receive. Cool. And the last one is TM9 in generation five. Okay. Um, so that- I might be dumb and I think it might be toxic, but I'll leave that to you. I mean, you do have to lock these yeah. in for we me to do verify. Have to lock obviously, this in. Um, you and you get one wrong, you get one strike, and then you can keep going. But after strike two, you okay. die. Okay, so I think we try to lock in toxic, and if it's That's wrong, fine. it's wrong. But wait, we get one wrong, and then we can keep answering, right? Yes. Okay. Then toxic. Toxic is correct. That is one of them. Okay, yeah, you get that one in uh, Gen One and Gen okay. Two yeah. from COVID. Yeah, I was just dumb. Cool. Cool. Um, I feel like it could be Sludge Bomb for Gen 4. I I don't know if it's Sludge Bomb in Gen 4, but it could be because you essentially get it post-game. Yeah, it's a post-game TM. And so the fact that I know these TM numbers hurts my soul. Yeah, I don't know any TM numbers. So that that <laughs> I know all these TM numbers you that you're saying and I'm like I didn't say that one. <laughs> 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 For some reason, something in my brain is telling me that the Gen 5 one is Venoshock. You know what? That sounds super accurate. Because uh, that would be a Gen 5 move. You only face her as a second gym leader, so it wouldn't be an overpowered move. Exactly. And so, um, Venoshock sounds much more accurate. Which one do you want to lock in first so we, want, we can change if we need to think about it more? Okay. Let's lock down your Sludge Bomb. Sludge Bomb is incorrect. See, okay. I'm not very good at this one. <laughs> That's TM36. Oh, okay. I thought that was not introduced till Gen 4. I don't know TM numbers ever. They change from generation to generation, but like Sometimes, some of them stay the yeah. same. Like Earthquake's always TM26. Yeah, that's the only one I know. <laughs> Toxic Forever was TM6. Okay. So do we lock in Venoshock? I like that it makes sense game-wise that it would be Venoshock. Yeah. Being both a Generation 5 move and after the second gym leader. Okay. Then we are locking that in. Venoshock is correct. You get that one from Roxy. Uh, that gives you the maximum points for the question, so to, to save us some time. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is that you get Poison Jab from Janine in Gen 4. Oh, oh that's the yeah. Gen 4 move I forgot about. So you guys are, uh, it crosses the finish line for Whimsicott. Oh, that does. Yeah, that gives you, I believe, five for four. No, or no, uh, six for four. Six, six for four. four. We got so we can go for seven here. points here. No, you don't have a chance for eight. You just use the hint. Oh, yep. shoot. No. Seven points. Well, we I'll can give seven. you seven. Seven is still good, McGee. I need a huge lead because I'm going to lose it by like week two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is going to be your base stat question as always. And this one is going to come to you from MOMO. What is the fastest Pokemon with a regional form? With a oh. regional form. Okay. Wait, is the fastest form the regional one or not? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was thinking of one's fast off the top of my head. Alolan Doug Trio obviously comes to mind. How much is that one? It's. Oh, we're, one, we're dumb. We're dumb. Uh, Alolan Zapdos exists. That's 100. It's only 100 still. Okay. Yeah. Dark Trio is higher than that. Dark Trio is how much, did you say? I think it's 110, I think. Um, I'm If I can remember right. Ninetales is 109. Uh, 109. 
Who else is from Galera? Galar? Not Darmanitan. Technically, Lanoon, I think that's still 100 or 95 or something like that. Or maybe even I think less. That's accurate. Weezing slow. Uh, how fast is Rapidash? Rapidash is 105, I believe. Yes, that sounds correct. I, I think that's right. Dark Tree might even be higher than 110. I just know it's at least over 100. Yeah. Because it's a fast trapper. Can't think of anything faster. Do you want to go with Duck Trio? I like That's it. That's fine. I feel like I'm missing something, but I, I can't think of it right now, so I'm good with Duck Trio. Yeah, let's go with that. Duck Trio is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. The answer is Galarian Darmanitan uh, in Zen mode. Oh, oh that's base one thirty five. I forgot that's about so him. Cheeky though, Zen mode. The next fastest is uh, Cantonian Doug Trio at 120, and then followed up by both Persians at uh, mm. 115. But you guys wow. got six. Yeah. That ends it. Whimsicott wins. Yay. Yay. Uh, and then P. McGee, you, you are in the lead right now with six points. For the third time, I've started <laughs> with the lead. I cannot wait to lose it. What an assist. Maybe we get you a trophy for like the most assists or something. I'll send yeah. it to you. <laughs> most assist in, in Puckle's trivia segment, P. McGee. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's where we're going to end it. If you want more Puckle Pokey Quiz, you can always, as always, just wait till next week. Or you can go over to Puckle Plus, where we've always dropped uh, uh, just like a compilation every, every month. Uh, on that note, though, we're going to take a short break and hit you guys up with the topic. Hey guys, make sure to check out the Puckle YouTube this week and see if you can catch our Soul Silver Puckle Plays Nuzlocke, where we're going to play Soul Silver and we're going to Nuzlocke it and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is another Puckle What If. You know what sucks is like I chose that name and then I realized they're coming out with a series of that for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that dis- disappointing? I don't pay attention to Marvel anymore after they did with So Dirty with Endgame. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. But did you not watch WandaVision? No. Oh, my gosh. But WandaVision was good. I've been hearing that about WandaVision. It was good. I would recommend WandaVision. I've I've heard good and bad things about it. I watched the first episode of Winter or Falcon and the Winter Soldier yesterday. That was okay. Like, that's like, oh, yes, this is just going to be a six episode Marvel movie. And WandaVision wasn't that. Uh, WandaVision wasn't just like a nine episode Marvel movie. It was it, it was a thing of its own. And I would recommend it. Interesting. It was different. We're here to talk about Pokemon. What if so you get to choose what we, we get little topic ideas all the time in our heads suggested to us things that just won't span like 20 minutes of discussion. Like should Ash evolve his Pikachu? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> That's like the number one thing we get requested, by the way, is to discuss Ash's Pikachu and whether or not it should evolve. What? I don't know what kind of discussion you expect us to have uh, with that, but it's uh, not a very long one. Somebody thought it might be need to be a three-part episode. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a quick no. It's not very... It's not worth it. From a marketing standpoint, no. From a story standpoint, probably still no. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your answer. Uh, okay, we discussed it. But th- we get to talk about little things. I know Whimsicott had something small that she wa- had uh, brought up. And I was just like, this is yeah. perfect. Let's just do let's do a what if and let's just throw a couple things out there and see if we get anything cool. Without further ado, yeah, tell us. I guess you could call it a what if, but it's actually a concern. Mm-hmm. I assume that in the world of Pokemon, in the video games, in-game mechanics should apply. So, for example, when you play Gen 3, 
Kyogre yes. and Groudon can mess up the world because they have the Drizzle and Drought abilities. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah. makes for a pretty good story. I, I like it. But then nowadays, Pelipper has Drizzle. <laughs> How does life work in Hoenn? A Pelipper flies over your house and it's raining and then 15 minutes like What? Okay, okay. So I've got, I've got two answers for you. I got two. And maybe this makes it too short, and I hope not. But <laughs> I've got two answers, and feel free to disagree with me. Because uh, I thought about this when you mentioned it. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, one, I imagine different Pokemon can have the same ability, but to different strengths. Well, that's fair, because legendaries. Yeah, so I would imagine, I would imagine one, that uh, Kyogre, and Ray, uh, Kyogre and Groudon both have, like, insane, like, like, their Drought and Drizzle is worse than normal Drought and Drizzle. Yeah. Which is uh, just something to kind of like think about in that in that regard. Just normal drought and drizzle. So like those are pretty strong because even especially in Emerald, like if you play Emerald, mm-hmm. and there's like the post game Kyogre and Groudon, which is really cool by the way. And they really need to like really. I miss third versions that used to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a d- another discussion for another day. I, I think that's really an interesting concept in and of itself. Uh, I think they kind of retconned Kyogre and Groudon to a different extent when they did uh, when they got their primals and they had like different uh, like they don't have Drizzle and Drought anymore. They had whatever their super desolate awesome land and desolate uh, land and never ending uh, rain. Uh, <laughs> yes, like I, I think of that kind of stuff as well. They they, they kind of retconned it, but I imagine different Pokemon have different abilities. So like maybe. Because Pokemon Battlefield isn't that large, so maybe Pelipper has Drizzle, but maybe it's not more than, like, a five-foot radius, right? That's still, like, that's what I meant. Like, obviously, like, Pelipper doesn't affect the weather of the entire Hoenn region, but you're in your garden, you're tanning, and then a Pelipper, like, flies over your house, and it rains for ten minutes, and then it's dry again. It's super annoying. I can buy into this. Imagine imagine Mr. Briny trying to sail if he evolved his Wingle. It'd be hard if everything uh, was just like raging storms. Yeah. Okay, so other thing to think about as well is that these abilities don't need to be like super magical things that happen all the time. Like maybe in the case of Kyogre and Groudon they are. But maybe yeah. like maybe you're getting drizzle from Pelipper because it's just like constantly wet and dripping water. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's that's so disgusting. much worse. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, not all not all of Pelipper have drizzle either. In battle, it rains because you take your Pelipper out of the Pokeball and you shake it real hard over your head. Like, well, what? no, he's shaking. He's shaking himself very hard over your head. Okay, no, I'm, I'm gonna fix this idea of yours. He's not wet. It's just that the abilities only activate when the Pokemon get worked up for the battles. Yeah, that that's could also be very true. I agree with that. Drizzle's only on three Pokemon anyway. Um, this is we're we're worried about like drizzle and and snow warning, all this other stuff. I imagine like snow warning happens because like Obama snow comes out and like blows snow all over the place when it comes out. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, those are Pokemon. Like, I didn't worry about snow warning or like drought on Torkoal because those Pokemon already live. They're just in hot. A place right? Well, where, they're just hot. You know that weather just applies. Whereas Pelipper is flying around all over Hoenn. I guess Pelipper is like the only question mark then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would, that would be my answer. It's just, it's just Pelipper because <laughs> it, it's Pelipper. Stupid uh, toilet bird ruining everyone's day. <laughs> Maybe Altaria follows it though. And then it's all good. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. There's the answer. We fixed it. There we go. Altaria just follows <laughs> the Pelipper around. McGee fixed wow. it. 
There you go. I that's not a bad idea. Um, that's not bad. I don't know. I I haven't thought about too many things. Like I like the Pokemon world aspect. Just like thinking about how the Pokemon world works. Mm-mm. I want to know what happens to trainers after, like if they don't become successful. Oh, I, I feel like you have Pokemon trainers. Like you have your ten-year-old, thirteen-year-old however many years old pokemon trainer they get their first pokemon and it's kind of like hey let's see if this works out for you as a profession type deal mm-hmm. yeah and like you can't all not everybody can have the same success rate right there can only be one champion yeah i think what happens is very sadly the same thing that happens with kids who like want to be artists like oh, most of them get told do okay but now get a real job which is very sad. <laughs> that is very sad. Oh, sad. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. To I, I would imagine Pokemon training takes more skill than... Uh, well, no, no, no. I, I would imagine Pokemon training takes less skill, I would say, than art. Um, that's the way I'll put it. less skill, but it's a In more fine motor controls. time commitment. Yes. It's like... I, I The way I like to imagine it is it's like training a dog. Exactly. <laughs> but you have yeah. six of them. And they all have different needs, and they're also magical. Yeah. And they uh, <laughs> some of the some to of them shoot fair. sparks. Some of them just like have endless supplies of water. Others can burn down villages. You know, it's yeah. it's it's whatever. How are they not in constant terror? <laughs> yeah, most Pokemon behave as if they are a bit smarter than the average dog. But uh, some yes. of them don't. <laughs> yes, so. all of the above. I I would say that the. The other thing to think about that that I, I've been thinking about recently, and this is brought on more because Lydia and I did that first episode of the Nuzlocke the other day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I'm just like, they always get scared that you like go out in the grass, like right outside of your town. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're just like, we need to study these creatures. And it's just like, you haven't studied them. They're literally right here. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we not know about them? I want to know also, what's going on. It's also, they're usually ratatas, so yeah. can't we yes. just kick yes. it and keep going <laughs> and run if we had to? Uh, did you see the first episode of the Pokemon anime where they just like hit a Spearow and then things got bad real fast? They escalated exactly. pretty quickly. <laughs> I forgot about that. They, exactly. Things escalate pretty quickly when you do things like that. Also, Route 1 Spearow. Imagine how big a Rattata is. It's not like three inches long. It's, no, I, I don't remember how tall it is. I think it's about a foot. Big. I think it's about a foot. Okay, imagine a foot long rat coming at you. You would run. I I I would run right now. As, uh, <laughs> as just like, like, it, it is a it is one foot uh, according to the Pokedex. Yes, um, seven pounds, seven point seven pounds. Gosh, God, could you imagine that rat? If that rat was in my house, I wouldn't live here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, we we think, oh, it's a little mouse Pokemon. It's not the size of a mouse. It's the size of a dog. Oh, uh, more like a cat. It's more the size of a cat. Uh, yeah, a small dog. But still, I would say, uh, okay, if the if your cat's bigger than your dog, is it really a dog? That is first question. <laughs> My boyfriend would one hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> yeah, he he and ascribes then... to <laughs> to the. <laughs> To the Ron Swanson School of Animal Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I that's that's kind of my thought process. <laughs> if my cat can beat up the dog, well, okay. To be fair, my cat does beat up the forty pound dog right now, but that's yeah. a different story. But she she's still young. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like, if my cat can like physically like dominate a dog, is it a dog? I don't know. This rat is the size <laughs> of my cat. So I'd be like, is my cat a cat at this point? If that's the mouse, I just yeah. gotta chase. 
It's mostly like you look at the proportions. Like you look. Also, at it's purple. Picture. It's it's unnaturally purple. Like <laughs> I mean, let's that's just an on argument. You're in a world with tiny fire breathing lizards, and you're worried about the fur color on a rat. Yep, I'd be terrified. I I would just be absolutely terrified. Purple uh, rat. Yeah. I think I think it would get me because purple is cuter than like gray or brown. So I would like oh. It's so cute, and I would chomp my hand off. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely, absolutely. I I don't know. It's it's just something to think about. Pokemon sizes don't make sense in general. I think. Oh, they don't. We, could we you imagine eradicate that? Yeah, could you imagine eradicate in your house? Like you don't have you don't have like a Rattata problem. You have like a eradicate problem. That's a two foot oh. two foot four inch rat in your house. I am out of there with like a one foot long overbite. Yeah, yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's a giant rat. Like, I mean, like, okay, this is your house now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how do people? I, I, how do people function? How are people functioning I, in this world? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe that's why there's such a strong divide between inside the town and outside the town. The the, the town is Pokemon proofed. Like, yeah, absolutely. I no, I I imagine it'll be something similar, and this is a good tie-in, I guess, like Pokemon Legends. Oh, where yeah. you're just in like that one hub town. Yeah. And it's got, I mean, we've seen in the trailers, like it's got the walls and everything. I'm like, it's probably yes. to protect yourselves from Pokemon attacking you. Yeah. Like they, they're that probably vicious. Sense. They're defending their territory. They're confused. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we can get into larger political issues there, but that's a different story for <laughs> a different I, I day. I was just making a point about animals, not about people. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with people. Um, uh, it has to do with uh, the potential for another pandemic. But that's a different <laughs> story for a different day. Yeah, um, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I don't know. McGee, are there any things that you could think of that you, um, you were just like, what if this happened? What if that happened? You know? Oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, the Kalos region. Like, what if we could actually explore the power plant like they kind of hinted at <laughs> instead of that tiny little corridor we get there's yeah. like a whole side that looked like it was going to be cool to explore man and it was if you nothing. want to talk about that i feel like i don't know i feel like ever since gen 6 and like as much i like x and y because i think x and y fits in the format that it's in like which mm -hmm. is the yeah. 3ds but it, i mean if you were to just make what current Kalos is like a switch game i'd be like this is disappointing yeah mm, a bit yeah I think I think there is something that we we've lost like in the historical context of Pokemon. Like Pokemon has always been a handheld game, which handheld games have never been held to the same standard as console yeah. games. And then we made that jump to Switch, and then like we we uh, well not the royal we in the community just like jumped on it, and we're just like, what is this? And the answer is, this is a Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, is, this is what it looks like when you take it outside the context of a 3ds or a handheld. And so, I, I mean, but I would, I would argue that a lot of things, once we made the jump to 3D, they just, maybe this isn't, I don't want to like say like Game Freak's bad at it, but I don't think Game Freak really thought about how to flesh out a 3D world. They were no. more caught, they, because they never had to with the pixels. Like they just never exactly. had to. Once something is on the map and you think, oh, okay, I can't go in there. But in a mm -hmm. 3D world where you have like, a different view and different camera angles, it's much more evident how stupid that is. You you can't just go around and go from the other side, you know? In like Gen 4, or not Gen, well, up to Gen 4, 
Like if there was a house that they just didn't want you to go into, they just didn't put a door on it. Like that's all they just did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh and that's all they did. And we were all perfectly okay with this. Yeah, we never thought yeah. twice about it. We were and per- it's all perfectly a lot okay. Easier. And it's a lot easier to make you buy, oh, I can't pass through here because there's a bunch of like Psyducks blocking the way when you're <laughs> Sprite and the Psyduck Sprite are the same size. Mm-hmm. But when you have a 3D character, you're probably like, why can't I just step over the Psyducks? <laughs> what is happening? When it comes to Kalos, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm genuinely worried if they were to do like a Kalos remake in the style of Sword and Shield, and it, it looks like that's never going to happen anyway, given how yeah. uh, BDSP exists. Um, and I'm okay with that, by the way. I'm okay with that because I don't think I don't think you can take a an old Pokemon game and port it into even like the Gen Seven style very yeah. well. I, I think Gen Six was the last style because that was the last one with grid based movement. But it's not just that, in my opinion. Like, if you look at the Kalos region, which is a perfect example of this, mm-hmm. it has a very um, varied landscape. Yes. Like, this route has a swamp. This route has autumn leaves all year round for some reason. This route yes. is on the sea. This route, uh, so on and so on and so on. If it's not, like, it's very easy when you're just going through that route in a, like, tiny game on a tiny screen to not think, yep. oh, just a few steps over there's a route that's completely different like the world is not built to be coherent with itself because there was no need to but now the when you camera have angles in world, x and y are also very specifically chosen yes. i think yes. that's something to consider as well they're very yes. specifically chosen yes i mean so i i've always lo- what is it x and y always has like a special place in my heart like i thought it was just like a very pleasant region to play through oh it is yes. It absolutely. I think X and Y are my favorite games to play. Same. And there's so limit. There's such a limited amount of like cutscenes and like forcible stops. Like because you, you go to Gen Seven and it's brutal. They did cutscenes absolutely correct in yeah. X and Y mm-hmm. because they're short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, like nothing's ever happening in that game, so you're just kind of like moseying along, just having a good time, and it's actually very pleasant. I miss. I've actually like I've, Gen Five had a story, and that was fine, but Gen Seven, it was like, here, let's stop you every three steps to tell you the next thing, and then gosh, show yes. you exactly where to go. Well, I think that's just a problem with the style of. I don't know if it's Junichi Masuda like forcing it onto Omori, or if it's Omori style. Like when Omori Omori is directed both um, Sun and Moon and sword and shield and Mm -hmm. those games in terms of how they play are incredibly similar yeah because you've got like hey go here go here go here fetch quest fetch quest fetch quest yeah they happen in both games there's four islands i don't care what anybody says galar galar has four islands and i think before the wild area was a concept i think it was a late development concept uh, or a later in development concept i believe that uh you were intended to just go from island to island on trains instead of a bio boat yeah um I absolutely believe this in the bottom of my heart. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's just like his style, but sudden, uh, X and Y were like, I've talked about it with people on the Discord. And the way w- I think the best definition I heard was from Osh. He said that X and Y felt were the games that felt the most just like an adventure. Like yes. you're out on your Pokemon adventure. And I think that is a great way to frame X and Y. They are 100% the games that feel like you are exploring and you're on this Pokemon adventure by yourself. Even the mapping for it really was nice too. Cause like, so um, Lumios was kind of like your center point city. So you'd work towards Lumios and you work all the way to an outskirt and then slowly whoop your way back to Lumios and then work your way to a new outskirt to like the North and then slowly work your way back to Lumios and then keep doing that in and out strat 
And so it just, yeah. it just became like, here's this, here's my center point. Let me go out and explore the siege area and then get a whole mm-hmm. new section of Lumios to go and explore. And so yeah. it, it was a, it was all laid out really nicely for like an adventure feel. I thought it was done really well. And I think it was, they were also the first games in a very long time that gave you a bajillion Pokemon on a route. Yeah. If you look at Diamond and Pearl, the routes aren't that varied. No. I thought uh, Black 2, White 2, though. Like, you, there are maybe like four or five Pokemon. Uh, Black 2, White 2 is okay. It's better. But if you look at if you look at Kalos, there are routes yeah, where there's enormous. like 10, 11 Pokemon. Yeah. Which makes Nuzlocking very fun. Exactly. You can Nuzlocke that like 10 times and, and still have fun. Honestly, one of the things I find as I get older and I play more Pokemon that I really enjoy is I just like completing the Pokedex. And mm. if I that means that like I can spend thirty minutes on Route One trying to collect every Pokemon that I can catch on <laughs> Route One, that's fun for me now. Like I really enjoy that feeling. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all for like a bajillion Pokemon. It's better. Okay, so I guess you're right. Gen five, like there's the uh, there's like three Pokemon in Chargestone Cave, and then you're spending an hour trying to find the one Tynamo encounter. Yeah, because it's got mm-hmm. like a three percent encounter rate. I'm also a fan of one percent encounter rates. By the way, me uh, too. But- <laughs> They're frustrating, but when you get them, mmm. You feel good. I like it. I like it, and I will not get rid of it. But continue, Mickey. I'm sorry. No, I was saying I, I like low encounter rates, but when there's only like four things to run into, and the one of those things is like you have like a 5% chance or less of seeing, it gets very frustrating because you keep seeing the other three things, only those three things. And oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when there's like 10 or 11 things you can run into, then like, you know, perfectly fine. You always feel like you're seeing something different every encounter. It's not just the same three things in a circle for an hour until you find the one low encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, I I really enjoy X and Y, though, for what they are. Like, I think I think in terms of yeah. best vanilla Pokemon game, X and Y by far. I think both you and I, ever since the game came out, have been like selling that to people who want mm-hmm. to get back into Pokemon yeah. as start from there. Oh, I would. Like, so, if you're just like, I want to... Because you also have Mega Evolution at this point, which is apparently yeah. not yep. around anymore for whatever reason. Gosh, don't mention it. So I guess I'll rephrase my initial question. What if we had gotten Pokemon Z? I guess is oh. the way I, I should have phrased that. Because it... Like, would they have done more justice to Kalos by giving us a couple of additional areas? We never really got to see Southern Kalos. You know, there's just the one. I feel like because it's something we never got, it's something that people are going to try to, like, grandiose. And honestly, my answer is we get the Zygarde cells. and And we get, I don't know, like, after seeing Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, my hopes aren't high that Z would have been any better. Um, Uh, Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if we would have gotten Black 2, White 2. Or we would have gotten Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like it's- we actually, actually, it would have been two versions. We know this from the coding. Yes, that's true. So X Z and Y Z. I don't know what they would have done to make them different, other than like, here's your. T- I think I. I wonder if like Zygarde, like the non creativity they had with Zygarde, was the reason that got stopped as well. Mm, no, I think it was a timing issue. I, well, I think a lot of it was timing issue. Like, hey, we want a new generation on for 20th anniversary, which I think is dumb, first of all. But that's yeah. that's another thing for another day. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't make... They did a really good job this year. They did a really good job this year, actually. I'm really proud of made, them. They did an, an incredible job. But honestly, I think if you do it right, your third version can absolutely sell... Like, if you make a Pokemon Platinum... Yes, um, that's that's you, a great way to do an anniversary. 
I I think platinum. Is, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I don't. I mean, they're obviously done with third versions, right? They said pretty much, yeah. hey, yeah. we want to go to this DLC model, which I support one thousand percent. Same. Yeah, great model. I honestly think they should keep doing it, especially now that these Gen Four remakes aren't really. Yeah. Like I don't want to say they're not Pokemon games, but they they're don't feel not main series games. They're not intended to sub- succeed. Succeed. Succeed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, succeed Sword and they Shield, right? They are meant to succeed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, you meant succeed as in... They're not, they're not Auras, yes. No, they're yeah. not Auras. They're not Auras, they're not, they're not Soul Silver. they're not meant to um, replace to be and become the new standard. Game. Exactly, they're not meant to be the main game you're on. I hope they don't try that, but we'll see. Yeah. They won't because it's not theirs. It's not a game. This place. is true. <laughs> you say this, but like all the rules have been like off the table since like 2013. And <laughs> and I have no idea what's happening anymore. So they, yeah. they can choose to do whatever they want to do. And Fair. Uh, I, I don't know. They could they could very well just be like, hey, by the way, this is what we're going to use for VGC next year. And I hope they don't. I like in a perfect world. What they do is they go, hey, these Pokemon are now usable in Swish. Enjoy your yeah. new meta. And yeah. That's uh, that's that's what I want in my heart of hearts because they're obviously working in the battle engine, Pokemon. Yeah, but I I, I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. Mickey, if it does, I'll be so happy. I will eat that plush with a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, if it does, I'll be pleasantly, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'll keep my small amount of optimism for now. I need something to hold on to for this year. Otherwise, it just be. Otherwise, competitive is just going to be so boring if there's nothing. Oh, competitive to look to. is going to be really boring if they don't do do that. I, I, I kind of get what they're trying to go for now because they they made that comment about like Pokemon Home being like the hub and everything. Mm-hmm. I I don't know but if I said this on the show. You don't battle Pokemon Home. No, 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 no. So so they want it to be the home for like hub for your Pokemon. Like, hey, I went on this adventure. I, know, I put this but... Pokemon there. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I I. I think you are forgetting that T- uh, TPCI, possibly more game freak than TPCI, don't really give a- about fan made competitive. Yeah, but they're poop heads for not trying to embrace that kind of love in the community because it's a pretty big part of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you don't embrace like OU six versus six singles, if you bring VGC to BDSB. Oh, that's going to be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a nightmare. Absolutely. I I do not disagree with you. I do not disagree. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. hold my breath too much. We'll see how it goes, though. I, I don't see a reason why they couldn't just put the Pokemon from Swish into BDSP. It's not like there's following Pokemon or anything. You just have Pokemon in your party. Yeah. <laughs> and you have boxes. And I don't, see the, I don't see why there's a reason you couldn't do that. But what I really want is the opposite. Because then you can still like battle with your customized trainer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. We'll see. I mean, time will tell. Let's not get too sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like particularly like upset about any of these decisions at this point. I guess maybe because I'm numb to it. I've also accepted my fate. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I, I think this is a good place to wrap it up, though. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna call it quits, and then we're gonna kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number... Thatch had it pulled up and then minimized it. National Dex number 644, Zekrom, the deep black Pokemon. 
its Pokemon Black Pokedex entry says, Concealing itself in lightning clouds, it flies throughout the Unova region. It creates electricity in its tail. How does it hide? I know clouds are huge, <laughs> but this is also huge. <laughs> How huge is Zekrom? He's only nine feet tall. Nine and a half feet tall. That's not that bad. I would expect mm. bigger. A nine foot creature flying in the sky. I feel like it would yes. be pretty visible. Zekrom's <laughs> probably the coolest legendary, by the way, in terms of design. Um, excuse me. Yep. I will. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zekrom's the coolest. No. <laughs> Determined. Determined. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Zekrom, definitively the coolest legendary of all time. All right. So, I mean, Zekrom, like every other legendary, is good because they're legendaries. <laughs> it's got, like, no bad stat. That's yeah, like, its worst stat is its speed at a base 90. And its, uh, its attack is base 150. Its special attack is base 120. HP of 100, defense of 120, special defense 100. So it's good. And he's a dragon electric type, which are both two good types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I like, there you go. Like, I, there's nothing bad. He's got a decent enough move pool where it's buried. And it, yeah, he's 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 good. He got access to dual wing beat, which is very important for the Dynamax meta. Yes, it is. Dual wing beat mm-hmm. is a cool move. I like the moves they added in or in uh, Isle of Armor. Tell me like one Same. bad move that came out of Isle of Armor. I can't think of one. Misty Explosion. Okay, there it is. <laughs> but outside of that, like they're pretty cool. Yeah, most of them are pretty cool attacks. Like I would say, I would say more so than usual. Like I, yeah. I'll take Karate yeah. Chop not existing for Burning Jealousy to exist. I mean, yes. Flip turn, triple axle, scorching sand, steamroller—they're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Coaching, mm-hmm. <laughs> coaching is really good for the two mons that get it. Yes, they can actually use it. <laughs> yes, that's the real problem. But we do have a Zekrom team today. Yeah, in Battle Stadium singles. So uh, I don't know who's got the Zekrom. I do. I'll lead us off. There you go. Um, but I'm not going to lead off with Zekrom. I'm going to actually lead off with the most likely lead on your team, which is Tapu Koko with an eject button. Pretty bulky set. 236 HP, 84 special defense, 188 speed, timid nature. It definitely is meant to outspeed a base point. I just don't remember with one off the top of my head. Uh, nature's Madness, Taunt, and then some screen setting. So basically, Coco comes in, probably sets the screen it wants to set, unless it needs to taunt something, and then it gets bopped out. So that you can send in Zekrom with a weakness policy, 252 attack, 252 speed, Jolly Nature, Dragon Dance to go and fix that 90 speed stat, Outrage because you get a Dynamax, so who cares, Bolt Strike because it's a great attack, and then Dual Wing Beat so you can continue to go faster. That's basically how you win. You let Coco come in, you set up the screen you need to set up, you bring in Zekrom, he takes a very low-powered, super effective attack, and he sweeps. Mm-hmm. But in case that doesn't work, we have four more members. Uh, that speed stat is to uh, to outspeed a uh, what's it called um, Naganadel. Naganadel. Okay. Yep. But if you thought that wasn't electric knock enough, or that wasn't speedy enough, we've got an Alolan Raichu for you. It's got Surge Surfer. It's got Life Orb. It's got a Modest Nature, Max Special Attack, Max Speed, Four Defense, Zero Attack IVs because you know it's still a thing. Foul play. It's got Rising Voltage. Psyshook, Surf, and Nasty Blood. 
Is there a foul play that doesn't KO it with zero attack IVs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is a genuine question I have. I'm going to find out here in a second. Well, it, it does have a pretty sucky attack stat. So I believe this, yes. <laughs> it, it might survive. It's a pretty standard right I think. If you have oh, time yeah. to set nasty plot because of the screens, go for it. You're going to absolutely destroy everything. If you can't, you can clean up at least. Uh, turns out that even with a 31 IV in attack, that a foul play will only do maximum 83% to an Alolan Raichu. <laughs> wow. Thank goodness, it'll survive. You are life orb, so every little bit counts. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. So that gives you like maybe one extra attack. At zero, you get an extra 10%. So yeah, it's an extra attack. That's an extra attack. And then still on the speedy side, we have Choice Scarf Feromosa, because you want to go really, really fast. It's got Beast Boost, Max Attack, Max Speed, 4 Special Defense, but it's adamant nature, because it has a scarf. It's got Close Combat, Throat Chop, U-Turn, and one of those really cool moves, which is the coolest, because it comes from figure skating, Triple Axel. Yuri on Ice, the Pokemon. <laughs> All right, so the two weirdest members on this team that make no sense are at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) The first one being Avalug, because Avalug is an Avalug, and it still actually suffers a lot of the problems the rest of this team does, which is doesn't none of them like uh, Zacian, which turns out to be the most popular legendary Pokemon to be using in Battle Stadium singles right now. Like, by far. It's not even close. It's like Zacian. Zacian's like something like 30-40% usage. It's absolutely it's disgusting. still less that Landorostarian used to have in OU, so I uh, it, OU is like 40%. It. The one that was always a problem was actually Incineroar. Incineroar hit 90% usage in VGC at one point. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. It was disgustingly high. That's insane. It hit, yeah, because like you were either playing VGC with an Incineroar or not playing VGC for a little while. Wow. <laughs> So, Avalug, uh, this is holding a cut snap berry, which is my favorite berry. <laughs> <laughs> because it does so, it's so silly. It's so silly. Cut a berry, Avalug. I never thought I'd see the day. Cut snap berry is incredibly silly because you have sturdy. So, what can happen <laughs> is after you're reduced to one HP, uh, the berry can pinch, and then you'll end up going first with priority the next turn. Yeah. Which is amazingly fun. So, yes. Cutstep is amazing. Uh, I used to use it in uh, 1v1 metas with Agron. Mm. Uh, this is essentially like budget Agron, <laughs> but ice type. So, you, you have a bit more coverage. So, you can you can like body press or you can click recover, stuff like that. Because he does a sturdy, he's got 252 HP, 252 defense, 4 speed. Body press is probably going to do like a good amount because his defense stat's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like 187 or something stupid. Yeah, and Mirkoat's there to like just destroy any like special sweeper that might come in on you. It, it'll, it'll just absolutely wreck you. It'll work nicely, too, because Avalog's never in usage, so people probably don't know it has that move. Yeah. Exactly. Cursula also has like no usage, so this is another <laughs> one that's a lot of fun. So it, It's got a focus sash so that you can, uh, you can get your weak armor procs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> which is stupid fun. So weak armor for those of you uninitiated, if you get hit, your your defense goes down a stage, but your speed goes up two stages. And you you have four defense, 252 special attack, 252 speed, modest nature, 
Shadow Ball, Burning Jealousy, which we'll get to, I think is the best tech on this team. Ice yeah. Beam and Endure. And so the idea here is you get your cursal in and you let it take a hit uh, and you can do whatever move you want. Like it's probably a Landorus or something. This helps you take out Lando. Um, you can go and you can Ice Beam your Lando, probably knock it out and you're at plus one. Something else comes in. You can click Endure, survive with one HP again, get the weak armor boost. So now you're at plus four speed, which is thankfully now faster than a Zacian. <laughs> it did it. It was tough, but it got there. Yeah, which is faster than a Zacian. And you hope that the Zacian comes in when you're faster than the Zacian. And you click Burning Jealousy because Burning Jealousy's power doubles? No, it burns. It burns. Oh, it, it automatically burns a Pokemon that comes in when it, and it gets a stat boost that turn, which his stuff does. Which is uh, Zacian's ability does, Intrepid Sword. So you can get like an auto burn on a Zacian. <laughs> it's amazing. It's uh, it's it's a fun little piece of tech, and I think it's cute. <laughs> I like it a lot. But yes, keep that in mind. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just uh, play around with this team. I I wish I would have seen this before UTC teams locked in. Uh, yeah, I would have <laughs> ran this curse a lot. I would have ran the whole team just for just for fun. <laughs> Just for fun. But yes, uh, if you want to play it uh, like we do, you can check it out over on the Discord server. And it looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. On that note, though, we are going to take a, uh, I guess we'll kick it on over to the mailbag. So let's do that. Over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is the part of the show where you can send in your emails to us, and we'll read them on the show. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. This week, I guess uh, we would ask you uh, what your what if for Pokemon would be. It would be a lot of fun. I just want to hear what are some things that you think might be interesting to think about in the Pokemon world. Things that you don't have good answers for, but you or you think you might have good answers for. Please send that as in. And let's see. Yep. Uh, this segment, as always, is brought to you by our sponsor, our very fictional sponsor, by the way, um, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 Well, I couldn't hold it that well. Uh, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to other people, to somebody that might be uh, might not have it and wrote a good email that sparked some good discussion. It gives you access to the Green Tauros club chat over on the Discord and you get to be cool hit member of an exclusive club. So... Let's jump on into it. Well, last week we asked you guys what you thought about Diamond and Pearl remakes and them being potentially very faithful to the original source material. And uh, so this first one is going to be from, I guess, Tia this week. All right. Tia writes, hey, Puckle. Um, let's see. Thatch, P. McGee, and Whimsicott. Yes, someone knows how to use the spreadsheet. <laughs> it's me, Tia. Honestly, just pins. Like, just like, click the <laughs> pins. You can see it all the time. We have the it's spreadsheet. It's always there. Not everyone does it. It's been there for four years now. It's been there for four years now, which is amazing. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, it's me, Tia. Lately, I have been cycling through some of the older episodes at work, more due to now having more hours. Oh. I'm so sorry. I, I, I hope they're paying you more, at least. <laughs> That's not always a given. 
Okay, it depends on how far you go back to the, what it depends on what older episodes means. Because like people will be like, Yeah, I'm listening to older episodes and I get scared in my heart of hearts. Yeah. <laughs> and then they mean three hundred. No, and then and then they're just like, Yeah, I'm listening to a show from twenty sixteen. I'm like, Oh, okay, we're fine. We're we're right, perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes on. I think the funny thing about working more is I can spend more money on my hobbies now. That's good. But now oh, have yeah. less time to spend on them. Oh yeah, it's the eternal conundrum. Oh, yes. well, at least I can pay my bills. <laughs> That's something. That's a, a gray lighting yeah. um, to that cloud. <laughs> yeah. I really have no more thoughts on the new games, as we all need more info on them. Speaking of which, I recently watched a blob of episodes where Yellow talked about Pokemon folklore and doing a create a Pokemon contest. That was a while back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so since you mentioned two extra Pokemon for 800... 900. It's 900, by the way. 900. <laughs> I decided to create two of my own. Oh my gosh, this is getting great. They are both Zarud siblings, because I know Mojo Jojo is everybody's favorite Pokemon. <laughs> this is already great, but it gets greater. The first one is Zarud. Like that song no one remembers the name of. Sandstorm? Yeah, that's the joke. Everyone knows it, Patch. Even I know it. I didn't know that was I a joke. I know it. <laughs> it's literally everywhere on the internet. Okay, well, Patch gets a near home. Okay. <laughs> I'm super old, and I know that that's a thing. Anyway, Daruda is a ground dark monkey that lives in the group's harsh, windy deserts. It, of course, makes sandstorms, and there will be a recurring joke where people ask what Pokemon it is. Darudu will have a beefier stat spread. The signature move is Desert Blessing, which grants properties of mist, mist and Safeguard. Okay. That's like the most tame OG Pokemon I, or like fan Pokemon I've ever seen. It's just like, because it, like that's the most reasonable con like concept I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate it mm -hmm. so much. Because because it's just like, here here's a move, and it's completely underwhelming. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> that's 100% what they would do. That's so plausible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the second one is Garuda, like Garuda. Garuda is a flying dark monkey that lives in the foggy skies. Garuda is intended to be a mixed sweeper with low HP. Its signature move is Cloudy Pursuit. A combination of haze and not pursuit, but aura sphere. What? Okay, I take back my I take back my praise. It's okay. <laughs> that was a bit Lost too it. random. <laughs> and this completes the mythical Mojo Jojo trio. Hope you'll stay safe and catch on the flip flop, Tia. Oh my goodness! I love Tia. Mojo, Jojo. I love. I love. I love Tia. <laughs> this is amazing. It was a good email. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Not Pursuit, but Aura Sphere. You know what? Aura Sphere is probably more balanced than Pursuit would have been. So I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. Our next email this week we're going to read is going to be from the Bionic Why Not. Hello, all. Bionic Why Not here. Sorry that I have been not sending emails. I'm finally getting my house. Ooh, that's exciting. It's been a yeah. year and three months. I could literally have had a child by now. Took them long <laughs> enough. But anyway. Howdy-do. Well, you could have had a child like in any nine month span. Like I could have had a child while I was in college. I don't know. It's, it's a that's a weird yeah, thing to but, say. Yeah, but if you're like you kind of need the house to put the child in. Yeah, no, so, that would be good. Like homeless children, not a good thing. No way. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do? Hope you're all doing well. 
here to share my uh, uh, pinned onions with the world of Puckle. People under cool liaisons. I like that. Mm. That's what Puckle stands for now. Puckle and people under cool liaisons. Not the People's Union of Civil Liberties. Now, at, now to the topic at hand. Faithful remakes, yay or nay? Ahem. Platinum was technically my first game. A four buck steal on eBay. So I'm a Gen 4 boy. Where did you get Platinum for four dollars? How did that happen? Is it? It's got to be fake, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> they are my favorite games and contain a lot of my favorite Pokemon. I personally think a faithful remake wouldn't do it justice. I think it needs to something to show that the times have changed. Mega Evolution would be great for that purpose. Cynthia has her ace able to be Mega Evolved. and That would make it for a harder challenge. Actually not, because it turns out that Mega Garchomp is worse than regular Garchomp. Yeah. But okay, whatever. That's like one of the few Megas that makes it Pokemon worse. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be fair, in competitive, your Pokemon are always going to have 31 IVs in speed. That's true. And That's max true. EVs. And in game, probably not. Well, you can over level. You can over level. I think it drops if it significantly. Level, I think it drops it like 10 everything. base points. Mega Garchomp drops a lot. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. Mega Garchomp drops a lot. Although it's speed pace points drop, and that's kind of the hard, it's hardest part. Yes, the 1,000%. That just means that the tricks you used in the old days won't work. So you might think of new countermeasures. My new countermeasures would just be like, bring an ice type. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be faster. New Megas probably won't happen. We must face it. Well, you'd have to have new Pokemon. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, your best hope for, for BDSP is that we get Gen 4 National decks. Like, that's your best hope. However, new regional forms are still an option. Electric uh, Poison Durant, anybody? No. Uh, oh, 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 oh. That was a dig. That was a dig. That was a dig. That was, that was deep. <laughs> that was a deep dive. Regional forms for Pokemon could expand the decks to about 500. I don't... Mm, no. No. Assuming they use Platinum decks. Actually, like we said last week, they don't miss that many Pokemon, even in Diamond and Pearl. Like, I think the only Pokemon that I would say they must have that they that they miss in just OG Diamond and Pearl are Tingle and Tropius. Yeah. Which is very surprising and very odd misnomers, uh, especially with the Tangela, since they gave it an evolution. <laughs> yeah, that one was really weird. Electric Scyther still sounds awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Another island would be cool, just like, just a little one, like Iron Island, like Half Moon Island. I think that's yeah. what's Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually excited to rummage through Iron Island again. That was a fun little like yes. side adventure. Dude, everything in Diamond Pearl's good, minus the HP bar speed. Blissy. <laughs> minus HP bar speeds. Anyway, that's all my idea. I think a faithful remake is fine, but I would prefer some changes. Well, it's been fun. It, that Bionic Why Not is blasting off again. Yep, it's a good time. Thank you for that, Bionic Why Not. Our last email this week is going to be from Connor. Yeah, and I've got that one. Hey everyone, Connor here. I have recently gotten back into playing Pokemon after a few months away, all thanks to listening to the many Puckle Podcast episodes over the past week. The insightful discussion Thatch and his excellent co-hosts bring to the table is both inspiring and motivating to play a game in a franchise I have loved since I was a tiny human, aka a child. Uh, I think the remakes for Diamond and Pearl are a little too faithful, Judging by how they look, they could have just ported the DS games to the Switch. After seeing them go back to the chibi art style, I don't feel comfortable spending full price of £50 on the game as I would have if it was using the Switch style, for example. 
Personally, the only thing that would get me to pre-order one of these games at full price would be if they added Mega Evolution to them. You know, them starters could definitely do with the Mega Upgrade, and could you imagine a Mega Gliscor? I actually think Mega Gliscor may not be as good, unless he can... Yeah, I, I would totally see Mega Gliscor being worse than, than regular Gliscor. I could 100% mm-hmm. see that. He's just supposed to be a sponge for status yeah. and knockoffs. That's his job, and then being a huge old wall. Yep, I can totally see Gliscor, though, just being... Mega Gliscor being worse than regular Gliscor. And that sounds like the perfect candidate to give a Pokemon a Mega Evolution. Yep. yep. <laughs> On a side note away from the topic, I have never played Pokemon competitively, and after listening to some of your episodes, I decided to give it a shot. I had no idea what you guys meant by the term Trick Room. It's fair to say that after all, after that silly smoking fire turtle known as Torkoal single-handedly destroyed me in my first battle, I now have an idea of what this Trick Room is. <laughs> haven't, had, haven't had another battle since gone away to research some different strategies i did see him popping around in competitive doubles asking something, oh did he so i think oh wonderful yeah, so he's yeah, keeping cool. at it. that was my suggestion that was gonna be my suggestion come here and talk to p mckee yeah well probably not me right now i am out of touch with doubles until i get going with you or pftt pftt but, but i'll be back and i'll be back in force with my jigglypuff very soon jpoo <laughs> anyway uh too much to discuss in one email i'll be sure to send another one in again at some point catch you on the flip-flop Connor. I think I'm gonna run the J Poof team. I'm jelly. Oh, it's such a fun team. I'm jelly. I have I have something even stupider that I found on yeah? YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can it beat Zashin? Um <laughs> oh my gosh. Ish might <laughs> Okay, so with uh with that said, this is uh this is gonna be it for our emails this week. Green Tauros badge before I forget, I've forgotten like last week as well. And Ooh. I want to make sure that we give it. Do we want to give it to uh, Connor? I'm I'm for giving it to Connor. I'm, I'm he's I'm showing up. Yep, Connor, you get the green Taurus badge. Talk to us. We'll give it to you. All right. On that note, that's going to be it for this week's show. If you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, you tell your cat to get off the microphone, and then, uh, <laughs> which is what I just had to do. He was loving on the microphone. And you go ahead and you go over to Puckle's Discord server, which is the best way to keep in touch with us. The link to jump into that is in the show notes, as always. You can also go ahead and follow us on social media over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can also keep up with us throughout the week on YouTube at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast, where P. McGee shows up. Yes. And does the Pokemon of the Battle episodes with Claude. I love both of you. You guys do such a good job on that. We've been going strong with it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And then we also might have the Soul Silver Nuzlocke over there uh, this week, if not next week. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And then if you want to keep, if you want to hang out even more, you can go over to Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, where I stream on Tuesdays. I don't think we have anybody signed up for this Thursday. I might take it. I haven't decided. Yeah, this Thursday is usually the open slot every month. We don't usually have a good. I might take it. I had an idea of doing a new Nuzlocke type where people can donate and force me to release Pokemon. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and just make it absolute madness are you sure <laughs> yes if not we might do the one where um the one that orange did not too long ago where there's crowd control um mm. i i kind of want to do something crazy wow we'll see we'll see i, I just want to like try it i want to see how it goes so i think that's it on on those regards um if you want to help support the show you can do so in a couple different ways uh first and foremost you can just Go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. Drop a few dollars there. That's where we're going to start dropping um, that new podcast that I want to do very soon. I was going to record it this week, but then I totally forgot that the day I set up the recording was my birthday. (laughs) 
not because I not forgot not because like I forgot my birthday was coming up, but because the like dates and days never line up in my head. Like I never go, oh yes, this this Wednesday is going to be the seventeenth, right? Mm-mm. I always go, yeah, this is Wednesday, so let me plan my week. And then I'll walk into the week and I'll be like, oh yeah, that date is actually that day. And then like I yeah. make the correlation the day of, and I'm like, okay, makes sense. Time's a construct, Mm-mm. and <laughs> so that's what happened. Or those episodes would have already, we would have already had like the first like month worth of episodes done. So that's unfortunate. So I'm hoping to get that recorded this week. But that's going to be a new Patreon thing because Patreon's going to get reorganized a little bit. I think the way we're going to handle it is um, $5 is no longer going to get you a Pokemon distribution, but access to that new podcast. Yeah. And then $10 will uh, do Pokemon giveaways. And I think I'm going to change the Pokemon giveaways. I haven't quite decided yet, but keep a lookout for that. Keep a lookout. Patreon's going to restructure just like a wee bit. So... Oh, you can also go to Twitch. If you have a Twitch Prime subscription, you can just drop it there. We appreciate it. Also, and I always forget this, and I will not forget it this time, Puckle Plus exists. You guys can go over there, listen to Battlecast. I was on the last two of them. I've done twice my annual Puckle Plus appearances. (laughs) And you can go see Battlecast. You can see TCG Cast. You can also go check out Game Corner. And like I said, Trivia Rewind if you want more Puckly goodness there in terms of trivia. So I really appreciate all that. Um, If you check all those things out. And I guess that's everything, so I've been Trainer Thatch. I have been the Fluffiest Whimsy Cut. And I have been Pete McGee. Here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.